Patriots should not have six rings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they that's are, how we're starting this podcast. They are dirty cheaters. John, they are dirty cheaters who stop, deflate their balls. Stop, stop, stop. Stop did the I, cat. <laughs> did I succeed? Yes. All right. For the video let's go. Audience. Let's go. Let's get this podcast go. going. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back John to our Cap- headlines. The Patriots has six <laughs> rings. They have six rings. He's not capping about the fact that welcome back to hang time headlines. That is legit. Hang time headlines. I'm your host, Schwally. We got oh, John in the building. What's good, bro? I'm good. Tired, but it's because uh, it's been a long weekend. You know, Ooh. Halloween and some other stuff we'll get into. But Halloween yeah. is not even important. We got we had a big game, bro. A big game Sunday. We also got Saj here. What's up, Saj? How we doing? Well, Saj coming in, soft-spoken, smart man over here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Saj pulled up. I don't even think Saj is, like, a guest or an interview anymore. I mean, he's a guest, but I think he's just, like, the homies on the podcast. It's, like, your third or fourth time. Welcome back. You know what that means. We're talking some baseball. That'll happen later on. A little NBA, too. Hangtime headlines. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, follow us on everything. I don't even... Need to keep going. You know the deal at this point. Let's talk football. We went to a game Sunday. It was fire. It was so sick. Patriots Chargers at SoFi. Opening impressions. I think I just got to start off with the fact that this stadium lived up to the hype. Like, they pumped $7 billion into this Chargers stadium. And I didn't go in there and be like, Oh, they wasted their money. It was legit, bro. And the funniest thing is that the Chargers aren't paying any of it. So shout out the Rams. We didn't see you play. But shout out to your owner, Stan Kroenke, I think. you know The stadium is unbelievable. The ring that goes around the stadium that shows like the TV that's like double-sided, so you have it from the inside and outside, probably makes no sense what I'm saying. Look at the pictures. Sorry, this podcast is what it is is so cool. So, boys, what are your impressions of the stadium, the game? Give me some thoughts. Well, first of all, it was much better than that Rams game we went to the, uh, a few years ago. Uh, in ter- like, definitely better than... Wasn't that the USC Stadium? That was the yeah, Coliseum. the USC Coliseum. A significant upgrade so far, oh, yeah. to say the least. And I gotta say, being really high up in the stands was really cool. I had I had never been that high at a football game. Like in, in it was unbelievable. I had never been that high up in a, in, a, in a football stadium. Oh my god! I'm gonna run that one. Nope, you gotta leave that. <laughs> Sorry about it. That was literally too funny. Um, oh my goodness! No, no, no. Let's talk about it because we were like fifth row, yeah. bro, in like this upper grandstand bleachers. We were like, in the nosebleeds that end that like for every other like. But it wasn't stadium. really. We the were directly no, in line no. with the with the jumbotron ring that went around exactly. the entire stadium. Stadium. But we also could like see right down the into the stadium. Like it wasn't one of those stadiums where the bleachers went back. Mm-hmm. It felt like we were almost on top of we a lot of the so much higher. Dude, than yeah. that's the thing you got to talk about, right? Because you're like, oh, you're way up there. It must have taken you a while to figure it out. No, because you come in and you enter kind of at that level, and then the stadium is built, like, down into the ground. And that was so sick. Mm-hmm. That was legit. And that's the thing. It's a big It's a big stadium, and you're walking up to it. So you think, like, oh, yeah, it might, like, it's probably just, like, pretty spread out. But then you just get in there, and it's just straight down. You're like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's how many people? I think it's like 70,000 people are in there. I would bet you a lot more. I bet you it's close to 100,000 at full capacity. I have no idea, but it could hold a lot of people. The game itself was legit. The Patriots showed up, got a win against the Chargers. That was huge. Our defense showed up late. Pick six, ginormous. I was not that impressed by Justin Herbert seeing him in person. He made some good throws and stuff, but I just like... I thought I'd be more impressed. I think that speaks more to Bill, though. He had a really good defensive game plan. So, Pats are 4-4. Four and four. Don't sleep, bro. Don't sleep. And the Chargers, they got to get some wins going again, bro. They really do. They got to get after it. Because I think, you know, they is coming out of the bye week into a loss after a loss before the bye week is not good. It's not good. Because the Ravens ran over them a couple weeks ago. Yeah, totally. I really, I got to agree with what you said about Bill Belichick, of course. Um, I thought he did a really good job of taking away their best weapon and being Justin Herbert. 
Um, he struggled a lot. He made it really difficult. He had a couple picks. And what really kept him in the game was their run game. And they performed really well. There was a really good breakaway run by uh, the backup Justin Justin Jackson. Is that his name? No, dude. It was uh, Lamondre Stevenson. Yeah, the Oklahoma Lamondre Stevenson? Yeah, that, the running back from Oklahoma. I mean, dude, I was kind of upset that we didn't run the ball more. No, no, the, honest, on the Chargers. On the Chargers. Oh, on the Chargers? Oh, yeah. Oh, Austin Eckler. That was Eckler. No, that was Eckler, Eckler broke off for a huge run early. No, that wasn't Eckler. That was the backup. Oh, well, I'm like sorry. That. I'm not a Chargers fan. Shout out Gate. He was there with us. He could tell you, but there was a running back who broke off early. Running back. Yeah, I think it was for your second, their second touchdown or something like that. That they got really, really early. You know what I didn't like? Fourth and goal fade to Jacoby Myers had to be the stupidest call ever from the one yard line. I was so excited when we went for it, and then we threw a fade pass to Jacoby Myers. There's like five, maybe six wide receivers in the NFL that you can throw a fade pass to on fourth and one. Not many of them. A couple Jacoby tight ends, too. Jacoby Myers not is not even remotely close. He's that was still never caught a touchdown pass. Yeah, so, so what are you doing? Great point. Thank you, John. I think he's gotten two two-point conversions in his career. He got one yesterday. Or at least this year he's gotten two two-point conversions, but he has not gotten a, a touchdown ever. Dude. John, you just summed it up. Like, Jacoby Myers has not ever scored a touchdown, and we threw a fade to him on fourth and goal from the one. That was a disastrous game call. I thought, like, we got lucky. The Chargers really didn't play as well. The stadium was electric. Do not try their pizza. PSA right now. Do not try the stadium's pizza. Yo, I might not get, like, as worked up about something. It was, like, $12 pizza, okay? And so I'm thinking, like, all right, I'm definitely not getting, like, more than, like, you know, a little small round pizza that fits in, like, a small little box, but it's going to be round and circular. I did not expect that it would literally just be, like, a, a hunk of bread. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like when you have a stale bread roll and you cut it in half and then you just put a little red sauce layer on it and sprinkle a little cheese and put it in the oven. And then you don't heat it up before you give it to me, so it's, it's still cold. And it was horrible. This isn't only me. I had everybody try the pizza. Except for Sash, who refused to. Because he looked at everyone else trying the pizza and was like, No, but John, how was the pizza? I've never had pizza crumble in my mouth. And not in a good way. Not in, not in a good way. I don't think pizza crumbling in your mouth would ever I don't think it can be in a No, but that's like a food expression a where you're style. like, oh, it crumbled in my mouth. It was so good. Like, people would be like, oh, the Not with pizza. But you don't say that. Not with all right, pizza. All right, all right, all right. It's fair, like fair, yeah. Fair. No, that was truly atrocious pizza. That is something the stadium needs to step up their game with. Food. Food, yeah. big time. It's a big issue at all the stadiums, bro. But that one in particular, I thought there was going to be some nice food. There was not. It was pretty gross. There was not. It was pretty gross. So there's our rate and review of SoFi. Also, the fact that... How were the nachos? I didn't have Did you have I had the nachos, and the pizza was so bad, I don't even, like, know if the nachos were, like, okay, or if I just needed some food at that point, because I, like, just was not eating much of that pizza. Oh, baby. Little Nicole Hardiman touchdown. I think it was incomplete. No way. It was a really low pass. All right, we'll stop this on the podcast and let you know what's good real quick. Giants are currently up 17-14. Pat Mahomes just threw a pass to Hardiman, who might have caught it off the ground. Honestly, I have no clue what happened there. Oh, Oh, my God. I think it did hit the ground, so they might call this back. Hardiman went dead. It did. No, they called it dead. I would call it dead. They called it dead? Yeah. Alright, so third and nine. We're running it back. Got like nine minutes left in this game. I don't trust the Giants. They're calling time. I just think there's no way the Giants win this game. Like, it's not going to happen. Don't throw the challenge. Don't throw the challenge. But I do want to say that I thought this was going to be a get-right week for the Chiefs. I thought it was going to be similar to what the Patriots had last week against the Jets. Sorry, by the way. My voice is cooked. We just had a little cursing blurb, so you'll... You won't hear that, but that was fun. It happened. It happened. Yeah, my voice is gone. I yelled at an entire football game and then at every single Chargers fan. So I apologize for this. Just, you know, while we're mid-podcast, probably should have shouted that out at the beginning along with all the other hang times, like, comment, subscribe nonsense. 
But in all seriousness, I thought the Chiefs were going to have a come-out week this week. I thought the Patriots had a get-right week against the Jets, and then they came in the Chargers with a little positive momentum. This was like the layup. Monday Night Football, the New York Giants, who have two wins. You know, like, this was an easy game at home. You're not even on the, at home. It's at home, and what's disappointing about this game in particular is that they're not... This isn't even... the like If they're going to play a bad team like the Giants, with the current state uh, as Patrick Mahomes currently fumbles the football... Um, didn't it was it recovered by the Chiefs. It was recovered by the Chiefs. Anyway. Yeah, that had to be said. This, they don't even... like The Giants are not scoring the ball on a bad Chiefs defense. The Chiefs defense is actually playing fairly well. It's the it's almost halfway through the fourth quarter, and the Giants only have 17 points. That's like, all right. The Chiefs, this should be a shootout, if anything. No, it shouldn't, because the Giants can't score. No, but if the Chiefs should be The Chiefs defense this the year Chiefs has been... The Chiefs should be running... The, the Chiefs defense over. has been historically bad. This I agree, year. but it's currently like a 17-17 game. Chiefs just tied it up with 8.53 to go in the fourth. It should realistically be... A thirty-eight to seventeen game, right? If it's going to be a close game, watching. though, it should be a high-scoring affair. It should not be a seventeen oh, to seventeen I just game. Don't think the Giants, and that's what's disappointing. But yeah, okay, no, 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 I get your point. I think the issue with the Chiefs. Can I speak on this for a second? Yeah. I figured it out. I figured out what their problem is. What is it? Because I've watched a bunch of Chiefs football now. This is a good tape, by the way. All right, here's the deal. Teams have realized that you just have to protect deep against Patrick Mahomes. Like, you can let him rip you to shreds underneath. You cannot, you cannot under any circumstance start letting Tyreek Hill get 80-yard bombs. And you cannot let Travis Kelsey be one-on-one over the middle and deep. Like, it's really, really that simple. And so what do you do? You basically just play zone defense. Like, you have people deep, and you say Patrick Mahomes, and you have a deep zone, and you might blitz out of it or do something, but, like, I think most of what they're seeing is zone defense, not man, because you don't want anyone to get burnt, and you just have, like, three people deep over the top to protect it every layer, you know? And you're like, Patrick, rip apart the zone. And the issue is that I think some of these weapons are getting a little exposed in this, like, defense. They're still studs. They're really, really good. I don't want to hate on Travis Kelsey or Tyreek Hill and Michael Arden. They're good. But they're good at different things. They're not good at getting five and seven yard plays. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not what they're good at. They're good at going down the field and getting vertical. And I think I've seen Andy Reid actually counter it, which is one of the smarter things I'd like to say. I wish he did a little more of this. And that's where you see, like, these wide receiver screens and these kind of end arounds, and you start running the ball a lot more. And it's like, just get, get the free yards. They're, they're playing a zone. Run the football. Pick up five up the middle every single time. You know, mm-hmm. and so I think, and it, half of it's on Andy Reid because I just think the game call like you got to figure it out. It's it's really not. But the other half thing is like, given the, the the plays that he's calling, the weapons can't do that. Like the weapons aren't meant for it. So I think trade deadline is literally tomorrow, which is crazy. The Chiefs might need to look into like a running back or like an offensive lineman. Or something offensively. I know they need to address the defense, too. That's a big problem. But I trust that their defense can adjust. I think right now their offense is lacking lacking something. I don't know if it needs to be a big offensive piece, John, because I, I agree. They, they had some work to do. There's a reason they're 3-4 and four right now and battling with the Giants on Monday Night Football. But I just think, like, maybe it's just a big running back who can just run up the middle. Maybe it's a fullback. Like, maybe that's something we don't even... The Niners aren't that good right now. Would can you trade something for Kyle Juszczyk? I think he'd be unbelievable on the Chiefs. It, it, you got to be smart with it. Like I, I just I think they need something offensively because it's not getting the job done. And Andy Reid needs to smarten up. He needs to call a lot more screens. He needs to run the ball a lot more, and that's gonna allow his wide receivers to get deep. He's trying to counter these zones by like running crossing routes and, like, little posts in the zones and curl routes. And it's like, that's not what they do. It's not what, he, it's not what your weapons do. That's not what Patrick Mahomes does, you know? Like, he can do it, but it's, it's not what he's built for. Mm-hmm. And that's why Patrick Mahomes, when he's running around now and he's making these throws that you expect him to complete, he's not. Because it's not one-on-one and just one wide receiver having to beat a defensive back. It's a full zone. 
So he's running around looking at through zones. It's, it's much harder. That's why Tom Brady was so good, because he just hit the real quick thing in the zone and you'd get annihilated on a 10-play drive, you know? And he usually had defenses that were able to support him, so it wasn't like they were allowing... Their defense, conversely, were allowing two-play drives all the time. No, but, like, again, the Chiefs' defense has been a little better recently. And I don't has think it? it's their main... I mean, you just saw the stats up on the screen there. They're worse than the NFL. Well, sacks, not good, not good, yards not good. Per I said attempt. better. They're worse than they were in his first starting season. The year that they got to the AFC Championship. They're just really, really performing poorly. I just think tonight when you allow 17 points, you have to get a W. Like, you just have to. Yeah, but is the the answer necessarily like... And I think their offense all year has looked good. Tonight is not on the defense. No, No. but I think all year... Can you say their offenses look good at any point this year? Yeah, it looked good against the Chiefs. It looked. It lo- they are the Chiefs. Sorry. You could not have it looked good, good against, against the Browns. It looked good. There was another really good game. Did it look good against the Browns? Yeah, they, they messed up the Eagles. That's who it was. Oh, they messed the up the Eagles. Eagles. Right. Um, and even what? then, that was a close game until a little bit into the third quarter. That was a good. It was a fun first half, but then they pulled away. You know um, what I haven't seen this year, too? What? Patrick Mahomes previously he used to just look up at the screen and it'd be like, oh, the second quarter started. What's the score? 21 nothing Chiefs. Oh, they, they the would Chiefs, annihilate people out of the gates. They would yeah. just run you out of the building in a second. And on the rare occasion that they did fall behind, they never didn't make it a close game. Uh, not um, Patrick Mahomes. It was all one score games till this year. Until the Super Bowl, until the Super Bowl, he had never lost by by more than one score, and now it he happened. He got rattled by Brady. <laughs> he got rattled by Brady. It it happened against uh, the Bills, and then it also happened against the Titans. Oh, so right, twice this that. year, plus the Super Bowl, it's happened to Patrick Mahomes, and it, it had never happened in the last three years. Yeah, John, I agree with you. I think the Chiefs are in trouble. That's all I gotta say. I think they're in trouble. I don't even think their division is that legit. Like, I still think if they figured it out right now, they could win their division. Are you confident in the Raiders? No, absolutely not. Are you confident in the Chargers? I feel pretty good about they. They feel like a playoff team. Yeah, but are you confident in them winning the division? Fairly confident. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm not. After what I saw, I'm just not. They already have won one of the games against the Chiefs, and I'm pretty sure it was the Chiefs' home game. Yeah, it's fair. I just think if the Chiefs get hot, it's over. But it, I haven't seen any evidence that they're going to get hot. So, we'll see. It's at least more entertaining to watch, I think, in my opinion. A lot of people like the high-scoring offense. I like when like they just can't figure it out. They're so frustrated. It's the New York Giants. <laughs> Daniel Jones. They have two wins, and we got ourselves a ball game. All right, let's keep it moving here. We're not going to cover a lot of NFL games this week, but, John, we got to we gotta talk about your team because we're in this beautiful stadium so far. And John's sitting there. He's got a game oh, on his phone. It was the most spectacular occurrence that I, I could have ever asked for the Saints game. Uh, Jameis Winston tears his ACL, and John goes, it was the most spectacular no, no, occurrence I'm not talking I could have ever that. asked for. I'm not talking really, about really, that. Really great day for John. It was a great day excuse, to be a Saints excuse, fan. Okay, no. First off, no. And way to get me pissed off. Um, Love it. He's coming in with the fire. Give them a little context. You were watching the Saints-Bucks and so far. Yeah, so the, the, the Saints game was happening at the same time as the Chargers game, so obviously couldn't be watching that on the, on the TV. But I had it up on my phone. Uh, shout out to SoFi Wi-Fi. Yeah, um, actually huge. Yeah. Elite so Wi-Fi. Good. It was very the food elite. terrible, the Wi-Fi good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get the pizza. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that pizza was so bad. The Patriots um, have six rings. All right. Um, <laughs> anyway. So, I just happened to be talking about the, my Saints loudly, and it turns out that the lady right in front of me, very sweet lady, I don't know her name, but she just happens to be a Saints fan as well. Her, her, her husband or boyfriend um, was a Patriots fan, and so Schwally had a good time conversing with him, and I was just chatting with the, the Saints fan in front of me, and she was uh, watching the game also. Meanwhile, my phone is almost about to die, and I wanted to keep a little bit of percentage on, so I get to watch the game via in front, like her being in front of me, and that was just awesome. She was so nice. 
and we yeah. got to celebrate well, us beating up on Tom Brady. And it was great. Beating up on your quarterback. Oh, dude, it was actually such a bummer. On this it, didn't, it wasn't even a bad tackle. It was just it no, was no, no, a no, freak no. way of him going like, down. I hope Jameis gets healthy, and it's actually really disappointing because I was entertained to see where Jameis was. He was doing well. Saints. He was doing all right. I was doing entertained. Well. Yeah. And now I'm just not entertained by the Saints. I'm sorry, but like, what are y'all gonna do? Trade for Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, <laughs> bring it back. Bring it back. I would lose my mind. Since you got like less than 24 hours, make a move. No, Sean Payton said earlier this morning that he thinks at this point in the season it doesn't make sense to bring in a QB that isn't already familiar with the system. I so eat Teddy Bridgewater. I, yeah. Well, I know. He's familiar with the system. I understand that Teddy's familiar with the system. I'm not saying that. But that rules out. Any other players like Cam Newton, like people were speculating. What about um, Drew Brees? <laughs> no, he he actually he, no. <laughs> it was literally on. It was on like after the game, they like called him and he said absolutely not. He said, "No, I cannot throw a football." <laughs> I just got no, my hair back, work. guys. Do not ask me to put on a helmet again. <laughs> It'll all come off. <laughs> yeah. I'll take the helmet off and be bald again. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. But, yeah, I hope Jameis gets healthy. Really a bummer. Sean Payton's a good coach. Sean Payton has, like, there was the Giants game. I was very upset. And there's, of course, occasional calls here and there where I'm just like, what on earth are you freaking doing? But overall, I've been impressed with how Sean Payton has responded. And also, I'm impressed with how consistently, at least during the regular season, we oh we just we've made it really really tough on Tom Brady and that's always been a fun time. Yeah, not the postseason. Which not is the where po- it counts. You know what? And even during the postseason, I know the stat line. He threw two touchdowns and he had a, he ended up closing out the game super super well and had a great. But we made it difficult for the first three quarters. I was looking at it. We made it very difficult for the first three quarters, and we were controlling that game until the final three of four drives. We had turnovers. Yeah, Drew Brees kind of fell apart. Yeah, Drew Brees. I'm gonna say it. Drew Brees threw that game. That was that was primarily his fault. That's coming from a Saints. That fan. is coming from a Saints wow. fan, and like Drew Brees is. I know he's not the goat, but he's my goat. Like oh. in terms, no, no. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. As in sure. terms of like, we're gonna let that my enjoyment slide. of football. I'm in a good mood. No, he's let in, that he's in my in terms of my enjoyment of football. He's he's. He's I've gained the he's most. Your favorite satis- player. He's my favorite player of all time. There we go. Yeah. I, I, sorry, I think that's the he's not answer. my goat. Sorry, sorry. He's not my goat. He's my favorite player of all time. Yeah, there we go. And he absolutely threw that game, and I hated that for him because, as, and I said this on the podcast immediately after, like that was just the worst way for him to go out. Facts. Facts. And Horrible. But the Saints are done, and that was sad. Yeah. And I'm not saying going out losing to Kirk Cousins the year before in round one of the playoffs would have been a better one, but I wish we had traded for Pat Mahomes that draft. Yeah, that would have been cool. Instead of getting... I just want to like say this. Teams always say like three years after like a player blows up in the draft. They're like... And like this isn't a Saints example. This is an everyone example. They're like... Oh, we were in trade discussions to move up, and we liked him. And it's like, okay, but you probably like like eight different people too. I'm like, yeah, you were in discussions, but you didn't get the deal done. That's like me saying, man, you know what? I was in discussions to get, you know, this property, guys. You want to come over and see it? And you you got nothing because you were in discussions. You didn't close the deal. Yeah. You did not get a house, a property. You got nothing. So discussions are stupid. Yo, the last football topic we gotta cover. Great question. So, it was posed by the broadcast, Eli, Josh Allen, and Peyton Manning. Which, by the way, shout out ESPN. They do not do a lot of things right. I've, like, we've had 40-plus minute segments just ripping them on this podcast. They're doing this one right. ESPN, too, with Eli Manning and uh, Peyton Manning commentating and just guest pulling up like Josh Allen. Unbelievable. It's, it's been so much better and a nice change of pace. For, for, you know, streaming sports. It's just, it's so fun. It's so much better than the ESPN announcers. ESPN realized, man, we don't have good announcers, so we'll get some good ones. And that's all I was asking. So shout out ESPN. And it's, it's nice for people who 
regularly follow the NFL like us because you get to actually learn more about the personalities. And, you, you know, if you're someone who's not closely a follower of football or someone who's just trying to get into it, you might want to listen to those commentators who might give more simplistic explanations. And it's a little bit, you know, cleaner and safer. Um, but if you like football, you need to tune in to ESPN2 on Monday nights. Yeah. That, that's it. But the question, which is the important thing, is could Josh Allen throw a football further than Eli Manning and Peyton Manning combined currently right now? So you got to put that into context because, like, Eli Manning basically, I think they showed it, his longest pass in the game was, like, 50, 55 yards. So he's not throwing more than that. They showed it on the screen at the time. I remember seeing it. And I think he's old and retired, and he could barely throw at the end. And speaking of not being able to throw, Peyton Manning could throw, like, a 17-yard pass. He's got a stretch. And that was off, like, all the HGH and everything. Like, he, he just, he was done. Speaking of quarterbacks that collapsed, John, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning's collapse was worse. I mean, it was better because he won a Super Bowl at the end of it. But it know? wasn't him that won that but it Super was, Bowl. It, so, <laughs> like, it was, it was, it was he won a Super Bowl. He was part of a team that won the Super Bowl. He got benched for Brock Osweiler. That was yeah. like, it, and yeah. dude, dude, that team was so talented. That team was so talented. But oh my God. I, I divulge. I take Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen can throw at 80, 90 yards. I think Peyton Manning's good for about 20, 25, maybe 30 yards. And I'll give Eli, like, 35. Sash, I haven't heard from you in a second. How are you feeling about this one? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with Josh Allen on this one. I really just think that as someone who's getting towards the end of his throwing career, I can fully understand that if you are a little bit rusty, you don't pick up a football in, like, a year or something like that, and then all of a sudden you're told to throw it as far as you can. Your arm is coming out of its socket. Oh, 100%. <laughs> like, this would have to be videoed because one of one of the Manning brothers' arms, I don't know which one, the betting favorite would easily be Peyton, without a doubt. You're not going to make much money of that. Peyton might have to go under the knife. Yeah, there's going to be surgery. And I don't think it's going to be because it, he threw it really far. Unless they don't try to throw it as far as possible, by the way. If they just try and throw like a nice 15, 20 yard pass, you know what I'm saying? Do it. Yeah. But if they try oh, yeah, and. Yeah, we're going longest throw. Like, oh, throw it as wow, far as possible. Pat no Mahomes defense. pick. There's a flag. But yeah, that was a bad pick by Pat Mahomes. 17 17. Still tied up. 422 left in this game. Chiefs, Giants. I can't wait to see his brother offside. On the defense, wow. so it's not even a pick. Uh, that was oh, huge. man. Pat Mahomes has been bailed out by some flags tonight. This should honestly be worse right now. I mean, not bailed out because the Giants are just a bad team. They commit penalties, but bailed out. All right, so you're taking Josh Allen. John? I think it's just a little bit disrespectful. Because are we – oh, first of all, are we assuming no warm-up is allowed? No, no, no. You can warm-up. Stretch up. out, do all the yoga you want. He is not throwing a ball more than 25 yards. See, and I, I just – I think – all of your might, I think he can throw it bare minimum 40. Really? Yeah. Running start, like absolutely. Manning, he can get a 40-yard pass. Yes. And then uh, that means, okay, so we're assuming that, that Eli Josh, we're being generous. We're being generous. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Eli, I, I don't know, man. I don't think Eli with all of his might. I think with all of his might, he could. No, I just no, trust no. two two like former QBs. I mean, they're old though, and yeah, they haven't thrown a football dude, in a minute. I I I understand that. They have I to like walk it. every day. It's That's two their former QBs <laughs> Not that football. are still relatively young. Relative. If they were on the TB12 plan, maybe. Maybe. But <laughs> I don't think so. One is five years removed from the league. The other one is about. Two and a half. I mean, Three. their kids play football, too, so they're yeah. definitely active with it. But Isn't just, Peyton Manning a coach? I just think, that, yeah, I think, I think so, they both yeah. do a lot of coaching. But I just think their arms are still shot. Yeah. Like, shot. I'm sure it's not the same, but I think 40 yards, maybe, and then, like, 50, maybe a little bit less, depending on what jo- Josh Allen can do. So imagine throwing a football every single day from, like, the age of five till your current age now. Till you're goddamn near 40. Getting violated by NFL players. 
Then retiring for three years and then trying to throw a football if your body breaks down. I just think, like, uh, like one throw, try. they got it. No and this shot. is just an opinion thing we're not going to yeah. ever find out. I can't convince you otherwise. It's yeah. just It was a good podcast topic. It was a good topic by ESPN, who did a good job tonight. And has done a good job this football season on Monday nights with ESPN, too. We need to talk a little basketball, just briefly, because I need to rant about the Celtics. Celtics rant number one this year, guys. Haven't done it yet. It's time. Unless there's any other football topics to cover, but I don't even care. Let's go into it. The Celtics suck. We stink, bro. We're not good. We, I think, the first topic to debate, before I go like full in on a rant, because I want to get everyone's opinion on this. John and I, we've talked about this. We have a top five worst backcourt in the league. The Celtics have a top five worst backcourt in the league. Without a doubt. Schroeder and Smart... It is not good. I agree. Was that a question or is it just it a, statement? a statement? I mean, it's a statement. It okay, a statement. okay, okay. There was no rebuttal, which there shouldn't be, which just shows how bad their backcourt is. If you think anything else, you're delusional, okay? Marcus Smart had to be traded this offseason. I don't know what happened. I don't know what Brad Stevens' opinion was. But Marcus Smart had to go. Part of me thinks Brad Stevens wanted to leave Marcus Smart in just to show the Celtics, like, owner and incoming coach, which was Ime, like, yeah, this is what I had to deal with. Like, this is why we weren't that good. And then make a move and they'll look all smart. But, uh, no pun intended. But seriously, like, Marcus Smart is not a productive member on the Celtics anymore. He's, like, at best a six man and he thinks he's a star. And he cannot shoot. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum need more of a supporting cast. Like, what did Brad Stevens do this offseason? Dennis Schroeder stinks. We got rid of our first-round pick. We already had Al Horford, and we know we can't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like where are we going? What what is our goal as a team? We don't even have cap space this next upcoming offseason because we re-signed Marcus Smart. (laughs) Yeah, that was a ridiculous move. Ridiculous, bro. I said it at the time. It was so dumb. Do you guys really, do you think Marcus Smart, like, how, how much more Dude, time do you guys, think you're a Celtics fan too, Sash, we're piped. Dude, I'm like, <laughs> I've just given up on it, I'm just so frustrated every year, just, we have two really good, talented players in Brown and Tatum, and all you have to do is bring in, like, one or two more guys around him. We need, we need a big, uh, a big man that, like... Like, oh, dude. That, 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 we that, need that, a competent that, point guard. Yeah. Someone who can create yeah, some offense that doesn't necessarily need to score. And, like, is half like half decent defensively. Chris Paul would have been perfect a couple of years ago. Like, someone of that. Or a Kyle Lowry this past offseason. I don't like him. Oh, ew. Absolutely not. Yeah, but, dude, you need someone who's won a ring. He's, he's made an impact, though. He's made a real impact. play at a high level. He doesn't need to be anything insane. But he just needs to come in and play at a high level. I'm not asking for CP3 in his prime. I'm talking about old CP3. You yeah. Know? Like, Someone who can that's what this team needs general. right now. Because it is a mess. And I think it kind of shows to you that coaching really doesn't matter that much in the NBA. The players respond when they want to respond. Maybe D'Angelo Russell? He has not won a lick. Hmm? He has not won anything. He's not won. What? He, he hasn't won any championships. D'Angelo oh, Russell no, he hasn't has not won anything. done anything. No. I would take a, someone a... way less talented who has won something. I need a, a point guard who has won a ring. Because that's the only, like, people... Rajon I... Rondo. Everyone <laughs> says that. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Rajon Rondo might He's blow up the TV card. <laughs> oh, my um, goodness. Absolutely the F not. No, not Rajon Rondo. <laughs> oh, that was a funny name, though. I, I enjoyed that. Uh, Anybody on the Warriors. Yeah. You're not getting Jordan Poole. No, I don't want Jordan Poole. <laughs> that was not what I was thinking in terms of won, won a championship. Okay, but Like, how- I'd take like, Draymond, for example. That's, that's who I was thinking. Like, I wouldn't want to give out much, but Marcus Smart for Draymond, sure. Well, let's make some things work. Someone could be realistic. I don't even Kevin Love. If Kuminga give up nothing looked, for Kevin Love. Nothing for Kevin Love. Get someone in here who has won a ring. That that's priority number one. I don't care where he is. He can be at Andre Iguodala. Tristan Thompson. That did not work. 
did not work. Not Tristan Thompson. I mean, honestly, yeah, no, not Tristan Thompson. Dear God, no. Danny Green. Yeah, great example. Perfect. Fits the backcourt. Would love a Danny Green. But that's what we need. We stink. We stink like poo. It's really, really frustrating. And that's all there is for this NBA Minute. <laughs> the Celtics suck. I hope you enjoyed that. Also, you want to talk a little Pelicans real quick, John? Are you guys? I mean, doing there's any nothing better? really to say. I'll, I mean, I guess I'll touch on Zion. He looks freaking huge, like so unbelievable. Like in a good big, way? No, in a bad way. Big as in, a, as in, he has had an ankle He's injury for months, and he has food. been eating a lot of gumbo. Beignets, and that's what I'd be filling myself up on. Okay, a lot of beignets. I mean, they are fire. I'm not. They're gonna lie. so they're good. They're so good. Imagine having a booted up ankle and being in New Orleans, and you're like, hmm, "What should I do?" Well, the beignets look dope. I'm not, yeah, I don't. I don't blame him for the temptation. It's clear and obvious, but he has bloomed up a bit, and that's a little bit concerning for someone, uh, for a fan, knowing that he has only really ever had leg and ankle issues and it's been consistent in his first two and a half years so far yeah it's been two and a half it's it's his halfway through his second season a little bit less would you trade zion for tatum i wanted to discuss this on the podcast i'm glad this little pelican celtics like talk brought me into it That means it's a good question. You hear that pause right there? We discussed it, too. Discussed it, but and like, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. This, this offseason, before this right offseason, I wouldn't now, have even considered it. This second. I know this. I know. Unfortunately, we can't do a podcast this past offseason again. Or the one in the future. I know. I understand that. So we operate on the present. And in the present, Patrick Mahomes just got sacked on third and goal. It's now fourth and goal. Chiefs are kicking. 17-17 still. Under two minutes to go. Harrison Butker. Gonna stick it right through the uprights. Pause. You had such an opportunity. Wow. Oh! I thought that was going wide uh, right for a bit. Yeah. Nope. He butted it right through. All right. 107 to go. Giants will get the football. No timeouts left. Back to the original question. I mean... A Zion for Tatum. Tatum's already locked up on a deal for five years. Four more after this year. So technically like three and a half if we traded him. This year and then three more. I do believe. Zion's going to do well once he gets out of Norway. The thing is, even if... So let's say all goes well with Zion. All right, we're gonna have him at least for f- probably four more years after because we're gonna have his we're gonna have his rights. It depends how bad he wants to leave, but yes. Either way, we're gonna get something for him if we don't. But will it be Jason Taylor? Because I mean, probably not. If it's down the leave, line, if it's down the line, probably not. All the leverage, like you saw it with Anthony Davis, you know, like when he wants out and he just says, "I'm out." Then all of a sudden you're only dealing with the Lakers because that's the only team Anthony Davis. Okay, and what Resign. do we learn with Ben Simmons? Well, we learned there's going to be a ton of suitors for Zion if he ends up playing well and still wants out. We learned with Ben Simmons that he is really dumb as rocks because not only can he shoot and did he like not show up to LSU or any of his classes, he's been a bum for a minute. But we also learned that he just didn't request a trade destination. He he blew it like. And it's not him requesting a trade destination blindly. No, you dumb-dumb. You go to your agent, and you figure out what teams would trade for you, and then you find a destination you like, and you say, I'm only going there. And it's really not that hard. And then that team reaches out to trade. And then you have all the leverage. Instead, he just said, trade me. And the 76ers said no. And I don't, is he playing this year, bro? I haven't like paid attention. So I, I was asking Sasha. He's you know stepping I mean? away for his mental health, I think. So, like, this <laughs> the Sixers bullied him too much. <laughs> he showed up for two days. His lunch got taken. He was out. <laughs> I don't know. It's, well, but what I'm saying is we learned that he if, it, if it wants to, ultimately the, the, the organization is going to have the power. No. I think so. How? 
He's, you have a star wrong. player you, but who's why, being why, ultra diva. Why hasn't he be tra- been traded for? Because, because they haven't gotten a comparable value. aren't offering up stuff. Yes. I know, and so I think Zion that's is going to be fault. infant. That's his fault. Ben Simmons' fault, because when he requested a trade, he didn't have the stuff straightened out. That's all he had to do. It's like Paul George didn't okay. request a trade. He requested a trade to the Clippers. And you think like... Oh, then they magically figured it out. So who are, they, who are the Clippers trading? No, bro. Who are the Clippers trading? No, I'm not saying... I'm saying how did the Paul George trade work? His agent talked to the Clippers. They figured it out. He said, he told the Thunder, trade me, I'm only going to the Clippers. The Clippers gave the offer. Done. How did the Davis trade work? I'm going to the Lakers. Trade me, I'm only going there. Done. You're also forgetting you know that the like, Thunder were trigger happy for picks. And somehow are the best negotiators for yeah, first round picks. I don't, picks in I don't think in like in an ideal world the Thunder were just gonna like lose Paul George and Russell Westbrook like that offseason. I don't think that was their goal. Probably not. Probably not. Like, Once you're, what's the point of having Russell Westbrook if you are getting Shea and like and you're in the team around you's boot? No, dude. I'm saying what's the point? They didn't. You're going down like an endless like tear here. Before this, like. Before they traded Paul George, going into that offseason, they probably did not want to trade Paul George. That probably wasn't on their agenda. So, yeah, you got Shea in the trade, but I'm just saying, like, the ideal thing was to not have to trade Paul George in the first place. I understand that. So, if the player handles it correctly, which is what the smart players do, the stars, the supermax players, not Ben Simmons, because he's dumb as bricks, and probably not a supermax player. It's probably another part of this. Is they go to their agent and they work out a deal with the team that they want to go to and their team and then they announce their trade and they're out you. Yeah. It's just like he handled it wrong. Okay. That's my opinion on the situation. And regardless, I think they'll still get a nice trade package. I think it's gotten way worse than if they had just traded him this offseason silently. It's I think it's getting worse by the minute. <laughs> like, I, I, you think his trade package is getting better? People are getting more intrigued to trade for Ben Simmons right now. It's not like people are looking at Ben Simmons's attitude right now and be like, "Yeah, that's what I want on my that's team." What I, I want like the, the longer he holds out, the more. And you think people are once looking the at Zion's attitude is good. One no, because once he's injured, once the holdout started, Ben Simmons' mental health is injured, but he's not physically injured. Yes. Once the Ben Simmons <laughs> holdout started, his value immediately started to decline, and even before that, like trading Ben Simmons right during that free agency period. You would have gotten way more than you are Okay, now. his value doesn't tank. We still trade him for a lot. Uh, maybe it, uh, it's got to be worse now. Do you think his value right now is the same as it was if they traded him this offseason? That's a simpler question. No, but I'm assuming down the line is when we trade him. Is he ever going to come back? Down the line, it's just going to keep getting worse. He's going to have not played in a year, and then his trade value is going to be he's higher? He's going to play this year. He's going to play this year. Yeah. On he's coming, he's coming on back. He's supposed to be coming back in the next few weeks. You think he's actually going to play in the 76 I'm game? talking about Zion. Oh, I'm talking about Ben Simmons. Oh, well, I think he's going to play. I, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Zion I think he's going to play this year. It's Zion gonna be a, is injured. Is Ben Simmons just going to pull a lady on Bell and just, like, sit up? No, I mean, that's going to be worse and worse. That's going to be worse for It already is. I mean, that's going to be worse for him. It's all worse. It gets worse by the day for Ben Simmons. Not for Zion. Zion is cooling it. Ben Simmons' value is getting worse by the day. Did the Chiefs win? I was looking at you guys. Yeah, they kicked that field goal, and then the Giants did not do anything. They didn't do anything? Yeah, we could have announced that. We were in the midst of a heated debate. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, dude, I think to answer the question, which still has not been answered, yes, as a Celtics fan, I would trade Jason Tatum for Zion Williamson, and yes, as a Pelicans fan, I would trade Zion Williamson for Jason Tatum. It's really easy on both sides. On the Celtics side, Jalen Brown, Zion Williamson, cap space, you're in business. On the Pelican side, Jason Tatum, three plus years, Brandon Ingram, cap space, bringing Bradley Beal this offseason, you're in business. Win, 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 everybody wins. I think it just makes way too much sense. Neither team's going to do it because the Celtics have no reason to trade Jason Tatum unless you get an outlandish offer like that. You think Bradley Beal's wife is going to New Orleans? I don't know much about Bradley Beal's wife. I know she's really intent on staying in D.C. That's everything I keep hearing. I don't think Bradley Beal's going to stay in D.C. Unless he gets another star to go there with him, he is not staying in D.C. I really hope not, but... 
it seemed that seems to be Jules. more emphasized than I've ever heard for most. For I would any bet other a lot of money him and Jason Tatum play on the same team next year. I don't know which team, and I wouldn't bet that much money that it's the Celtics. But I bet you it's happening. I would love it to be the Celtics. But That'd be nice. I think it's like a 40-30% chance. I mean, if I lose Zion Williamson and I get Jason Tatum and Bradley Beal, I would love that. If that's the formula, I wasn't even thinking about Bradley Beal. Well, Bradley Beal is Jason Tatum's homie. Yeah. If that's the if that's the plan and if the Pelicans are willing to go for that, I am so down. Yeah, I just think Zion doesn't want to be there, so you got to move him. And when you look at moving an asset, in, especially in the NBA, the value is almost never the same. Sometimes you get lucky and you make a good trade. But for the most part, it's like when you trade a superstar, it's hard to get a guaranteed other superstar. So if you can trade Tatum for Zion, you're, you're, you're dealing with stars. It's mm-hmm. like Luka. You trade Tatum for Luka, Luka, like, yeah, probably. He's a star, bro. No, you wouldn't. they wouldn't trade Luka. They wouldn't because he's a star. That's the point. So if you can trade a star for a star, and your star, especially from the New Orleans perspective, doesn't want to be there, you do it. From the Celtics perspective, I, like, I still want to give it a little more time, but Zion Williamson and Jalen Brown would be fun. Yeah. It would be a I good mean, time. I think you'd see a lot more Celtics your defense kind of would, rallying behind that. Your defense would definitely not improve. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. Honestly, you might just end up getting the Pelicans, but on the Celtics. Because, I mean, you're well, going to get a little true. bit better defensively with, uh, as, a, as a win. how good they both eventually get. But, That's true. Yeah. But, like, you, also, you have no doubt. Also, on the fact that Zion wants to stay in Boston. I'm not trading for Zion if he doesn't want to stay in Boston. This is true. That's just had to be stated before we got too far away from it. This is true. I'm not saying we'd be better with Zion and Brown. I just think it'd be more fun to watch, and I just don't know if Brown and Tatum are going to do anything. But let's give it a year or two. Hang time headlines. We'll put this in the, in the back burners. We'll come back to it in, like, a year. I think deal. I think that's the, that's the plan with this one, because nothing's happening anytime soon. All right, Saj, in the building, we got some baseball to talk about. Oh, boy. World Series, baby. World Series. Talk to me, bro. What's good? I mean, there's a whole thing about this Atlanta curse that they can't win a... That they can't win a world... Or that they can't win a championship. You saw it with the Pats in 2017. R.I.P. Yeah. I, I, they just have not had a great, great time, especially, I mean, just Atlanta baseball in general, since like the late nineties with like with Maddox, Smoltz, Smoltz. I, I forget if Chipper Jones was even on that team, but he like he Andrew Jones. Andrew. Yeah. But like they haven't had that many, I don't know, stars since back then when they went to, I don't even know how many, I don't even know how many straight world series, but I mean. This is they a, had to close it out last night. That's my opinion. I mean, yeah, they, they kind of blew a huge opportunity. They're going back to Houston, where you know the Astros cheat, and it's gonna be loud. Yeah, and the Astros <laughs> are motivated to win a World Series, yeah. and there's something about Atlanta teams pooping themselves, and like, oh my goodness, yeah. the the Braves blow a three one lead, and yeah. Matt Ryan has blown a twenty eight to three lead. Hilarious. Yeah, would not Hilarious. be a good look. But Hilarious. honestly. At this point, I was talking with some of my buddies about this, and, like, obviously, yes, the Houston Astros are a bunch of, like, scumbags, and I hate them. Like, like this is something that, like, like Red Sox and Yankees fans never come together on anything. Sorry. We both really, like, Red Sox and Yankees fans Saj swore. Like, that's how much we don't like them, okay? Yeah, we don't Saj like them at all. Saj is getting violent on the podcast. <laughs> we do not like the Astros. Yeah, we don't like them. However... I gotta say, I do respect that core from 2017 that's still there. In Bregman, Altuve, Correa, for, like, coming back. They they won them that game yesterday. In in the later innings. Oh, I they won them that don't game. Think the Astros are so scary. I think the Braves not winning that game was a death wish. And I hope the Braves win. I'm rooting for them. But I, I don't think they're gonna. We'll see. MLB this offseason, it's gonna be a rocky one. A yeah. rocky one. We got some re- renegotiating to do, and there's going to be some rule changes. Mm-hmm. So, let's talk about it. First one, universal DH, for or against the universal DH, AL and NL, DH, pitchers do not hit anymore. This is something, I mean, this has been a long time coming. You can't have pitchers hitting in the MLB. Like, it just, it kills it. Like, yeah, you see, I think Grunky hit a, 
he had a pinch hit like 105 off the bat, like base hit yesterday, which is like great. But like at the end of the day, like if that's a if that's what you're looking forward to, and it happens, I don't know, one out of every like 30 at bats. Like, that's, I, I mean, you need more excitement in the game. Everyone's been talking about, like, over over the past few years, baseball's kind of lost their excitement in terms of they're taking too much time between pitches, the pace of play. I Like, I feel like this is just a gimmick at the end of the day, and you kind of need to switch it up. I don't like it. There's something about pitchers hitting a home run that is the funniest thing ever. It always goes viral. I think it's good for the game. I think, I, I, I understand, like, all right, you don't want pitchers getting hurt. And there's all the downsides to it, but it's so, so fun. And it's just, like, something that makes baseball weird. So I'm against it. I like it. I think they should leave it. AL with the DH, NL without the DH. It's so much fun. It makes interleague play fun. makes the World Series fun. There's a bunch more strategy to it. The nerds, all of a sudden, like, the nerds in the AL and NL manage their stuff completely differently. Mm -hmm. So when they meet together, if you have a roster that's just all, like, people who went to Ivy League schools and number people, it's like, who knows what's going to happen? Because yeah. you're not built to, like, have your pitcher hit, you know? Mm -hmm. Or vice versa. Your team is not built with depth, so you don't have, even have a DH. You're having some bum be your DH. It's just like, I, I like that one. Next one, ban the shift. What are your thoughts? No more shifts. I, like, I don't mind a, to, shifts to a certain extent. I think, like, they have their place, like... You should be allowed to move throughout the field. Like, I don't want any, like, restraining lines. No, like, circles. Like, no. you got to stay in <laughs> the red circle on this part of the When the umpire comes up to the shortstop and draws a giant circle with a stick around him and be like, yeah, no, you can't leave that. But, like, at, at the end of the day, I mean, I, I think shifts, like, to an extent are a good thing. But, like, once you start putting, like, three players in shallow right field, I think it gets to be a little too much. But also at the same time, like... If they didn't play those shifts against, like, Joey Gallo, he would be probably a lot better. So, I don't know. I'm with it. Ban the shift. We're going to disagree on a lot of these things. <laughs> Get rid of the shift. And, like, yeah, you cannot have the players be stagnant. I agree. But it's really easy. Two fielders on the left side of the infield, two fielders on the right side of the infield. Draw a little line up the middle. Imaginary line, not a real one. But that, that's all you have to do. Put the second baseman wherever he wants to go, but you can't put him on the left side of the infield. But can he eventually crawl if the ball's hit in play? Yeah, 100%. You just can't line up there. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what the shortstop will usually do. They'll pull play it. They'll put him at, like, second. No, they put, like, the first baseman at, like, deep behind the hole, and then they put, like, the second baseman in deep right field, and then they put the shortstop, like, up the middle over to the right, and then they put the third baseman, like, up the middle spot. over to the left. It's yeah. like ridiculous. It's yeah. gotten completely out of hand. Like, the shortstop cannot start on the right side of the back. It's not that hard. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and, and that's the restraint that I'm talking about. Like, yeah, that, that's that, all that they gotta do. Good. So I think ban it in that way. Whatever else you want to do. If you want to bring, like, another outfielder in, fine. He can go wherever. <laughs> like, I don't care at that point. Because then yeah. you have two outfielders. But in all seriousness, like, I think that needs to happen. Alright, next rule. Pitcher's clock. Yeah or nay? Yeah, I'm for it. Push the pace. Like how long? Give him like fifteen seconds. Give him fifteen seconds. Like, so I mean, sometimes there are things where you kind of like have to step off the rubber, like compose yourself, and like, and get back on. Like you need to like reapply rosin or any of that kind of stuff. Like give him some time to do that. But yeah, like I I want to put I like pushing pace, and I I think pitchers have done a better job of it this year. But, yeah, no, I, I, I think we could speed that up a little bit more. If we're going to keep the same number of balls and strikes, which we'll get to in a second, <laughs> then I do not care about the pitch clock. Is there a reoccurring? I'm sorry. Here? If we are going to keep the same number of balls and strikes, if that's not going to be adjusted, we'll touch on that in a second, then, in that case, I need a pitch clock. And I, I think it needs to be 10 seconds. Pitch has got to go, bro. Throw the ball. Batter has to yeah. stay in the box, but the pitcher can wander around and do whatever he wants. That makes no sense. Yeah. Pitcher stay on the mound, throw the goddamn baseball. Well, that's the thing. I mean, pitchers used to be like, I don't know, used to like speed it up a little bit more. And I think yeah, because baseball games used to last two and a half hours, mm -hmm. not 345. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's right. something to be said about There's that. some middle ground there. Yeah. Let's get to it now. 
Number of balls and strikes. No, three balls, two strikes. You you agree to that though? This offseason, no, no, if they changed it, you would be good with three balls in the walk, sorry, two no. strikes, you're out. I misspoke. No, absolutely no, not. Absolutely not. No, I'm a, I'm a four balls, three strikes kind of guy. Take me out to the ball game. We'll never be the same again if we change it to two strikes. And it's two. Strikes and you're out yeah. of the old ball game. Fire. It's Works not on B, people. bro. It's not on B. And it's one, two, two strikes you're out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, two strikes you're No, it, no, it, it doesn't really, work. I've tried. It, it, it doesn't, doesn't sit right. It doesn't sit right. Yeah, All so right. you need to, I don't know, keep that. Like, like push the pace of the pitchers. We've done fine with, with timing if when the pitchers have been in control of the pace. They've kind of been putting their foot on the gas pedal there, but yeah, no, just, I mean, just have them give the pitchers an incentive to, to not spend as much time sticking a thumb up, whatever, in there, like in between pitches. I agree. Sticking a thumb up some spider tack. Let's get that out of the game. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I think it's pretty easy. One ball. One ball. I don't even know. I need to run that back. I, yep. need, to, I need to get myself settled. One ball. One I, ball. I do not no strikes. <laughs> no strikes. You show up, you're out. <laughs> Perfect game every single time. You, you stand at the batter's box, you're like, all right, see ya. Next. <laughs> all right, moving on though. Saj, I think you got to do two balls as a walk, one strike, you're out. It would be elite. The games would last an hour. I'd tune into every single one. It's a win for all the players. They play less baseball. The game is super quick. But I know that that is just never going to be accepted. So, two strikes, you're out. Three balls is a walk. Let's speed up these baseball games. Get them down to like two hours, two hours, 15, 2.30. Let's move. This sounds it's like- a win for everyone, dude. Pitchers, it'd be sick. You could pitch complete games again. Like, that would happen again. Yeah, no. I, I mean, they just start to feel like XFL-esque type rules. Not like, XFL. Yeah. XFL. They have some, I don't know, they have some kind of We're crazy... We're not saying, like, all right, there's, like, another wall now in the middle of the field. <laughs> like, this is anything outrageous here. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, absolutely no. not. I mean, hey, if they want to go experiment like they did with the robo-umps in other leagues, by all means, no, go ahead. No, no robots. I'm firmly against robot umpires. Let's Me talk well. about that right now. Me no well. robot Anti-robot umpires. umpire. Just, like, but also get rid of the K-Zone. Like, on the screen. No, I enjoy the K-Zone. That's, like, half of what keeps me involved in the game. I like, don't oh, know. that ball's down the middle, and he called it a ball. That was fun. Like, no, don't get rid of the K-Zone. The K-Zone's it just It just pisses off more people, and I just don't, like... I don't know. Don't I, get angry about it. It's a little box on the screen. <laughs> like, who knows if it's even right? Like, Dude, it's a bunch of 55-year-old people being like, just let them play. That's, that's all it is. Yeah, it's, at a certain point, we got to figure this whole baseball thing out because the World Series is averaging over three hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. Hey, John, can you imagine being forced to sit down to watch an entire World Series game? Mm-hmm. No. But I'm not... <laughs> you couldn't get me to do it, probably. No. Like, start to finish, unless I was at the game. If you were at the game. If I was at the game, that'd be cool, but... No, it'd be tough. It's a tall task. But it's a World Series game. That's still cool. I, I agree, but... And I, I'm not anti-baseball. I'll happily watch a full baseball game. Just for the record. So will Sash. He plays baseball still. But... Kind of have to. In case you didn't <laughs> kind know. Kind of part of the job. Nance pitches at an Ivy League school. Shout out Columbia. But, yeah. Baseball has some things to fix. I think the first step is to implement the pitch clock. And then if that does not speed up the game, then you got to do something about the pitches. But the bottom line is the baseball game needs to be around two hours and 30 to 40 minutes. It's not asking for much. It's what it was like 20, 30 years ago. It's not a lot. That was like the steroid era mm-hmm. where all they did was hit baseballs like out of the park. How yeah. much do you think is commercials? And how much do you so think they're much. incentivized to have longer games just purely because they want to make more money off commercials? I think maybe a little bit is commercials, but the pitchers always throw in the same number of warm-up pitches, right? It's like eight before each inning. Yeah, so it's like... And usually they don't, they don't even take that many. Yeah. But like, I, I don't know, it's just something... And it's not like when the pitcher's ready to throw, they wait, you know? I don't mind the commercial break. I mind like... Oh my god, dude. The constant pitcher, like, taking 30 seconds to throw the 
freaking baseball. Yeah. Obnoxious. Yeah. They they implement the constant it. pitching changes. Like a, a starter used to go in the seventh inning. You know, now you have like you're watching these World Series games and it's like, oh that's cool. There was a total of seventeen pitchers in the game. <laughs> that was fun. Like and that's every single one walks in, warms up, walks off, new one comes in. Like that's brutal, bro. Mm-hmm. In terms of rules, they gotta leave real quick. Real quick, we gotta touch on this. Run around second base during the regular season. In extra innings, keep not the postseason. Keep it. Keep it. Keep it. hundred percent. I want it. We agree on that. And uh, three batter minimum for relievers. Keep it. Unless the inning ends. Keep it. Keep it. I agree. hundred percent. You have it. to. So MLB did some good things with the rule changes. They don't got to be as drastic as us, but it'd be cool if they could make some moves. We have been talking for way too long, but we gotta let John hop in here with his baseball knowledge. So what's up, John? I'll just say I think with all the rules that you guys discussed tonight, it's it's the huge emphasis was on getting the time of the actual game itself down to a reasonable spot. And I think as long as they keep those rules, I think a batter on second to start extra innings is a really good idea. Oh, it's unbelievable. We we got to do more though. It was some baby steps, but we got to take some more steps this offseason. And it's going to be miserable. That's the thing. It's like, what I can't have is the baseball lockout, and then you're hearing all the nonsense from the players and the executives and the teams, and then we get no progress. I can take that if we get somewhere. So baseball, be good to us. Saj, thank you for joining us. Pleasure. It's been a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you for having me on. Hats are four and four, baby. Hang time headlines. Like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Y'all know the drill. We're out. Peace. Thanks for listening, guys. Peace. Peace.